Hey everyone, welcome to the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to seven, 25-year veteran homeschooling mom and author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple mercifully short book on homeschooling, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. You can find both of those on my website as well as the um, opportunity to pre-order my new book that's coming out in June called The 4-Hour School Day. This is my first not self-published book. And if you pre-order, you get a free devotional that I've written specifically as a companion to this book to sort of prepare your heart to read it when it does come out. It's not available anywhere else and only available for pre-orders. So I would encourage you to pre-order. I am really grateful that you're here today. You know, um, I know many of you are joining me for the umpteenth time, and I just want to say thank you for being a faithful listener. Thank you for joining me again and spending this time with me because I know there are a zillion other places you could be today and this moment, and you've chosen to be here. And so I hope that you find encouragement and hope and a firm place to plant your feet as we talk about some principles in God's Word. I think it's important to note that one of the main purposes of this podcast is for me to be what the Bible calls uh, something like a mentoring mom or a Titus 2 mom. Um, That is based on Titus 2 verses 3 to 5. And I want to read those to you because I think it's important that we understand that God has given us just this beautiful framework in in his word. Uh, to work from in so many areas. And this is actually really lacking in the church and has been for quite a while. I have moms talk to me all the time who just long for an older woman to walk with them as they as they navigate the season of motherhood and homeschooling, if you're homeschooling, and, and being a good wife and trying to be a godly wife and mother and homeschooling mom and homemaker and so that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm not here because I have it all together. I'm not here because I have all the answers for you. But I do know that God's principles never change. And as we work from those principles, he shows us individually um, how that really plays out specifically in our own families. So God has made each family unique, each marriage unique, um, but his principles stay the same. So I'm talking about those principles Um, as I'm going through uh, these different podcasts. And specifically recently, I've been talking about living out our calling. This is, uh, I'm going to be talking about living out our calling as wives, living out our calling as moms, um, living out our calling as homemakers. But today we're going to start with um, living out our calling as wives. Before I do that, I'm going to read that passage, Titus 2 verses 3 to 5, to you. It says, similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to live wisely, to be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands, and then they will not bring shame on the word of God. God's plan is good. His roles that he has established are good. And I can testify to you as a woman who's been married for 31 years, walking out that those biblical roles and really leaning into those. I've not done it perfectly, neither has my husband, but we go back 
over and over and over again, and our feet are firmly planted in those roles. And what we have found is that God blesses obedience. You know, the world is very, very abrasive when it comes to and and bristles at the thought of marriage roles, the traditional, what some might call the traditional family roles. But I'm telling you, they have been such a blessing to our family. And I just feel like God has prevented so much anxiety in my own heart and helped my heart be more ordered and less anxious by leaning into those, even when it was kind of uncomfortable, even when it was unpopular, even when it bristled against my pride and what I heard culture tell me over and over again, God is good and his biblical roles and his boundaries are so good. So listen in as um, I, I talk a little bit more about our calling, living out our calling as wives. Now, a while back, I did another a little devotional called Unhurried Grace, and I talked about marriage roles. So I don't want to revisit all of that because it's just sort of like repeating what I just talked about several weeks ago. So if you want to dive into that particular topic a little more deeply and biblically, that would be the one to listen to. But what I want to share with you today is just sort of a recent experience I've had and a reminder that God has given me that has been so um, so clear and so tangible that I really wanted to share it with you. You know, when God does something good in our lives, we really need to share it with each other. I think it's super important for us to be doing that because in that way, we are spurring one another on toward love and good works, which is what the New Testament talks about when it comes to being the body of Christ to each other. God is doing something in your life. Share it with someone because that that just perpetuates and instills um, and encourages faith in them. So we want to spur one another on. So we're encouraging one another on toward love and good works. And we do that by sharing the good things that God has been doing in our lives. So I'm going to share with you what's recently happened. Now, a few podcasts ago, I um, talked about my recent experience with anxiety and uh, God renewing my commitment to my family in this new season. You know, I I learned what it looks like to live out those biblical roles in the season while the kids were at home. Now the kids are mostly gone, mostly adults. I have grandkids and our marriage is in a new season. Our lives are in a new season. And now I need to take those same principles and apply them to this season. So I'm learning right along with you. Um, I think one of the last podcasts I did was, let's do this together. Because I am relearning um, those same principles in a new scenario for me. So we're going to do this together. But what I wanted to share with you is this renewed commitment to my marriage specifically that has happened recently. So I shared that I've I've had lots of anxieties and struggles. Um, I have become a I've I now have a kind of a part time job as I'm, you know, sometimes it's a full time job when it comes to writing and doing podcasts and things like that. And I've been trying to uh, keep my my home. Uh, in order and all of that, but it hasn't been the focus that it should be and needs to be because God says that even now that is still a priority for me. I need to model it for the younger moms, like I just read in the scriptures that we are to, um, to model this for you. 
we are to live in a way that honors God and train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. And one of the biggest ways we do that is by example. So I need to be living um, authentically what I'm talking to you about. And I am doing that. And so I just want to assure you of that. Um, I, again, I don't do it perfectly, but God is so good and so gracious. And um, and he will be gracious to you and is gracious to you as well. So there were a lot of struggles that I was sharing and I was sorry, not struggles I was sharing, struggles I was carrying that I wasn't really involving my husband in because he doesn't know much about, you know, the podcasting world and the technology and the details that come with having to put podcasts together and write the podcast notes and make sure, my you know, they get them to my son so he can edit them and they get out on time and they go out in newsletters. And it's just all this stuff that he, he's, he's not techie. He doesn't, he's never done any of that kind of stuff. He's never written a book. Um, he's never done all the little details that come with working with a publishing company. So my tendency was just not to share those things with him because I thought he's not going to understand and then I have to explain everything. And and so I'm trying to navigate managing all of this and stewarding all of this well. And just a few weeks ago, I really, uh, I mentioned this before that I really just said, Lord, I'm feeling so anxious about so many things. I can't even, I can't even make sense of any of it. So I just stayed in that place with God and said, God, you're going to have to show me. I'm waiting on you. I'm going to continue doing whatever you put in front of me to do. But my heart is in a posture of waiting because I need to hear from you. And God was so faithful, renewed my commitment to my home life, to that being the priority and the other things secondary. So my home, you know, being a wife and a mom and a homemaker, that's first. A commitment to my church is second. And then this ministry, and, and part of the commitment to church is, is my real life church, but then also there's also the commitment to you as part of the body of Christ as well. Um, you know, I might not see you in real life, but this is a ministry to you as well, to the body of Christ as well. So all that to say, just having those priorities straight in my mind really helped. So as I tended to this idea of of, of being submissive to my husband, to being um, just sort of under his covering, I began to go to him with all of these details. And he very happily listened to my struggles as I explained why things were complicated, why I was having trouble stewarding this time and how do I prioritize, you know, which things are which. And so I started to talk to him just about, okay, here's what the next week looks like. These are all the things that I need to do. And as I talked it out with him, he had so much wisdom to offer me. And he simplified things. And you guys, here was the thing that I really want to emphasize to you. Even if my husband doesn't know or even fully understand all the details, because of his God-ordained role as my husband, because he is called to that, God leads him. God speaks to him. God can tell him, tell her this tell her that. And in this way, I am coming under that covering and protection that God has provided to me through my husband and through the biblical roles being the way that they are. Now, I know if you have grown up in the culture or even in cultural Christianity, this flies in the face of what a, a lot of what's been taught in church. And I know that, you know, biblical principles can 
any time be taken to an extreme that God never intended. So that's not what I'm talking about here. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. There is a blessing in the boundaries that God has placed on our lives and the roles that he has ordained for us. And so I want to go through some scriptures um, because as we trust in God's framework for family, we have to know what scriptures are we relying on? What scriptures talk about these roles and specifically today, the wife, the role of the wife, um, I want to read some of these passages to you to help bring more clarity um, to this role as wives. So the first one I want to read is Proverbs 18.22, which says, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. That is a very positive spin, very positive perspective on a wife. He's saying that when a man finds a wife, he has found a good thing, right? We are a good thing. We are a blessing to our husbands. We should be a blessing to him. We should make ourselves invaluable to our husbands. The next passage is Matthew uh, 19, verses 4 to 6. says, Haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. You know, we have choices to make as wives. We can allow things, circumstances, bitterness, resentment, a lot of things to separate us. You know, when we leave, when we read, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate, we think of an outsider coming in to try to separate. And there is truth to that. We don't want to let that happen. But we can be guilty of allowing things to come in and separate us. So it is very important that we we are obedient to the Lord and we are committed to living um, a marriage that is um, built on biblical principles. So it's this reason that a, a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. We are one with our husbands. Do you feel like you are one with your husband? And if you don't, I want to challenge you to really seek the Lord and ask him to help you see what it is that's keeping you from feeling that oneness with him. Okay, you want to have that healthy relationship, healthy marriage. It's one of the best gifts we can give our kids. So Colossians 3 verses 18 and 19 say, Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord right? Not as is fitting in the world, not as is fitting according to, you know, this magazine or that magazine or that, um, you know, specific person, but as is fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. So God gives definite standards, definite instructions to each of us. But today we're focusing on the wife part, right? Because we aren't responsible for our husband, we are responsible for us. We are responsible for what we 
um, how we respond to our husbands. And our response to them, if they're harsh or if they're not fulfilling their responsibilities, makes all the difference in the world. We can make or break things by our response. So we need to be careful that we are submitting ourselves to our husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Now, sometimes that means that we, uh, you know, we say, you know, this decision's up to you and I'm going to let you make it. And I don't really have an opinion about it. I don't really, you know, or here's how I feel about it. But you need to make the final decision. And we leave that decision in their hands, knowing that ultimately they bear the responsibility for that decision. So it's really important to clarify our roles in our hearts and minds. Let have the Lord do that through his word and by his spirit so that we're not taking responsibility for our what's what is our husband's deal. We take responsibility for what we what God says we're responsible for. Um, Proverbs 31, verse 10, a wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. My husband's a jewelry designer. Rubies are expensive. Rubies are valuable. We are worth far more than that. So this whole idea that being a submissive, godly wife holds no value, God says the opposite, that we have more value than rubies. And, you know, as that verse I read at the very beginning says that if a man finds a wife, he has found a good thing. So let's move on to the next one, which would be Ephesians 5, verses 25 and 26. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. So here's the deal. Our husbands are not going to love us perfectly, but we can pray that God would enable them to love us as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Because as they as they even attempt to love us the way Christ loved the church, we are made holy through that. That's part of the new covenant. That is part of our covenant with God as a covenant family, a covenant marriage, as covenant people. God says He that we are made holy and cleansed by the washing with water through the word as our husbands walk in obedience to the Lord. And again, they're not going to do this perfectly. But let's make sure that we are focusing on what they are doing right, not what they're not doing right or what we think isn't quite right. But let's focus on what they are doing right and let's speak highly of them to others. This is one way that we respect them and that we honor them. And another way we do that is by speaking in faith. So as we see these good things, we speak them out. We say, thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. You are so good at this. You are so good at that. I appreciate your protection. I appreciate your provision and your love. And so we are we're grateful to our husbands. And in doing that, they're going to be encouraged to keep on improving as husbands, becoming better and better and better husbands. So sometimes we even speak by faith. You know, sometimes maybe our husbands aren't really great at a certain thing, but they're trying and they're kind of good at it. So let's just say we will tell them, I just so appreciate how good you are at doing this because that's going to make them want to improve. That's going to make them want to do more of the right things. So let's, let's encourage them. So 
Next scripture, um, I think it's the uh, second to the last scripture, is Genesis 2, verse 18. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. We are suitable. We are a good fit for our husbands. And sometimes we have to pray and ask the Lord to help us be a better fit. But do it. It is so worth it. It isn't good for man to be alone. Genesis 2, verses 22 to 24 say, Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they will become one flesh. That is such a beautiful picture of our oneness. We started out as one, and then God took that rib, and he created someone uh, new that would be perfectly suitable for the man, and we are united with them. We are one flesh with our husbands. So pray for your husband. Pray for him. Pray that God would continue to show him how to be the husband that he's been called to be and focus on the good. Speak highly of him. Honor him. Honor him in your children's presence. Talk highly to your children about him. I have a little funny little story to tell. My daughter-in-law, who uh, they, they, her and my son Luke don't have children yet, um, but she had gone over to my daughter's house and uh, their daddy works some pretty long hours. He spends all of the time that he isn't at work with his family. He's a very faithful father, very faithful provider, very faithful husband. But he does have some long work hours. And they were telling her how dad was at work and he works long hours. And she said, oh, I'll bet you miss him. Is that hard for you? Now, these little ones who are five and three, here's what they said. They said, oh, our dad is a hard worker. He goes to work because he loves us. He goes to work because he's providing everything you see in this house. Do you hear that? They didn't just know that on their own. They knew that because their mama told them that their daddy was a good man and a good provider. And this is what we should be doing as wives, um, is speaking highly of our husbands, loving them well, honoring them and respecting them. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for our husbands. We thank you for making us for each other. Lord, I pray for every marriage out there that's struggling. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would make beauty for ashes, that every woman here, whether her marriage is struggling or whether it's strong, that each of us would remember today what our role is and how you called us and how blessed we are and how blessed we are to have someone to love. Lord, may we love our men well. May we honor them and speak highly of them. God, help us to take the truths that you showed us today and reminded us today that you would help us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you have to help us to apply these things again. Lord, bring a refreshment to our marriage. Bring a renewed sense of purpose to our marriages like only you can and help us to walk out our biblical roles as wives. In Jesus' name, amen.